Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Occult Think Tank. My name is Greg. In this program, I am going to talk about my near-death experience. I had considered whether or not to go into this or just refer to a video I did called My Near-Death Experience, and I watched the beginning of it and concluded that I need to because my dates were a little bit off as to when this happened. It all started with the 2008, late 2008 battle with the army on the subject of aliens. This all took place in February of 2009. I did mention in that video about it being on a Friday the 13th, and you'll see in front of you basically a calendar showing that in February, Friday the 13th, was 2009. Just to recap briefly as to what had gotten me to that point, I had made the mistake of talking to Christ's intervention. I will say this now and until the day I die. If you have any type of problem in your life, do not talk to Christ's intervention. They do not listen to what you're saying. They instead go by the ideas that they have without evidence. Because all I did was mention the word aliens, and they automatically assumed that I was crazy and forced a drug on me called Haldol that caused me to have shaking going on, which that right there is a clear indication of what I would term downright incompetence and their own ignorant bias regarding anyone that mentions something that is outside of their belief system. Never mind the fact that it is far more plausible than any type of God belief. That's neither here nor there. That gets into my personal pet peeve with crisis intervention. They're hacks. They don't know what they're doing. They will hurt you. I think that's what their intent is. But, when I was released, it was on a Friday the 13th, ironically enough. And the jacket that I had gone in with still had the bottle of sleeping pills that I had gotten before even talking to the crisis intervention. When I was committed, it, the jacket was in the nurse's office. They never looked at it. Or logically, the pills would not have been there. It just goes, there's so many ways they were incompetent. But that, I used that if, in combination with the little bit of money that I had left to get another, a second bottle of 100. And I had gotten a hotel room. Before getting the hotel room, I did go over to my sister's and she had seen that I was shaking and asked me why I was shaking and I told her I didn't know, that I couldn't stop. It was the howdall. Now, the near-death experiences that I've had, I've mentioned these to sergeants in my unit and there was one 
that was religious that had given what I think of as the best possible explanation for what I had seen and experienced both nights. That being, he attributed it to largely the Howdall. And I can't say that that is far-fetched because that drug definitely had a major impact on my psyche and my body itself. The first night I had taken about 70 to 80 sleeping pills. I just, I was swallowing them until I couldn't swallow anymore. And I remember right before passing out, I was shaking and I felt I didn't know if I was having a heart attack or whatnot, but in hindsight, it was probably a side effect of the howdall. But I passed out, and that first night was violent. Now, the only thing I can say regarding that first night, I my mental state, I was mad. I was violently angry at everything I had gone through for the past three days with the medical world that we have, medical system, and the fact that the situation that I went in with, the facing potential homelessness, was not addressed at all. I was very angry. That first night I was tossed around that room like like I was a rag doll. I don't know what was tossing me around other than it was big and it was very it was a black shape it didn't have definitive features it was more i guess what would be termed the shadow man type of thing i don't know but that first night i was tossed around bounced off of walls at one point i remember being put through a table it was all very violent the next morning when i woke up My first thought was, fuck, I have to do it again. That's the state of where I was mentally. I was pissed that I woke up. I went down, paid for another day, went back up to the room, and took well over 100 sleeping pills. And I had pretty much determined I was done. I had had enough. But the second day, I wasn't angry. I just, I was numb. I didn't want anything. And as a result, I do think that that is reflective of what I experienced. That the second day, I ended up, I found myself in a bathroom that the dimensions of it changed. Initially, it looked like the bathroom at my sister's place. A long, I guess you would, rectangle type of bathroom that the toilet was in the corner at the back. I turned the light on, walked into the bathroom, got about halfway, the light went out. I didn't make any sudden moves because I didn't want tossed around like I had been the night before. Found the wall again with the light switch, turned it on toilet was there. I walked back over. The light went out. I went the rest of the way and I was like, screw it. I ain't proud. 
I tried sitting down. My ass hit the floor. I was getting irritated. I found the light switch again, turned it on, and it was just like before. But this, each time, I would only get, I wouldn't get as far before the light would go out again. It got to where, as soon as I turned it on, took a step, it went out. And then I reached back to turn it on, and it wouldn't come on at all. And I just, I figured, fuck it. Well, this went on. I had the thought at one point of sticking my arms out to feel the dimensions of the room. And it seemed as though it went from being a large rectangle to a square box that was only as wide as my arm span. Because on e with each hand, I could feel a wall. And I did a 360 turn, and it was walls all around me. At one point, I felt my myself go to the bathroom, and I figured at that point, okay, I'm dead. Because that I know when you die, your bodily, your muscles relax and things just flow out because you're no longer living. I had the thought, I don't know why I had the thought of if I would be in a hotel room, maybe if I scream, somebody would hear me. I tried that, nothing. I had the thought of basically how long do I have to remain in this darkness. I didn't know what to expect. And the thing with it that makes me think I wasn't, to use it, I wasn't alive as in the sense of I am now, was at no point in this did I have the thought of a cigarette. It wasn't until it was over and I sat on the bed and kind of realized, holy fuck, that I had the thought of a cigarette. Which, for me, I, I see it as it's impossible. I don't know how long I was in that room, but there was one point I had, it almost... I don't, I don't remember if it was a thought in my head or somebody telling me of moving to the light. And I remember thinking, oh, the light, just what I fucking need. Because the hostility that I have towards the God of the Bible did not go away when I was in that position. If anything, it was enhanced. The anger that I have, I should say had at the time, regarding religion and so forth, it was still there. And I had the realization at one point of, I saw the outline of a door. I didn't feel a doorknob or anything, but I found the upper corner of the door. And I, I remember grabbing it, and I tried pulling, and it wouldn't come. And my thought was, oh, like hell, you're not coming. I yanked on that to rip it off the frickin' hinges. The door opened and I was back in the hotel room bathroom.
as soon as I walked around the corner, I saw basically the bed was very unkept and so forth. It, well, you could tell somebody had been in the bed, but both beds were empty. And that was when I had the first thought of, I need a fucking cigarette. The thing is, after both overdoses, with no medical attention at all, I was very much alive. I went from there to... Because I gave up on the idea of suicide. I realized after the second day, because it was Sunday, I was out the entire Saturday. I don't know what the hell. I lost all of what would be Saturday the 14th. Other than paying for another day and going back to the room, the rest of that day is gone. I don't know why. But I left the hotel at that point, and I walked down and actually went to a church. I don't know what the hell possessed me or what was going through my head, but I went to this church, and at some point I started talking to this pastor, and I told him what had happened in the position that I was in, and ultimately it was... His interest was in doing this, me converting to Christian shit. And I remember my issue was, where am I going to be sleeping? He had said about, after I went through that bullshit and all of that, he said about me staying there. Now, think about this. First of all, I went into this as an atheist that had just gone through... Not just two nights of hell, but basically a week of hell between the crisis intervention and the howl doll and so forth. And the big thing that the Christian pastor and so forth was interested in was pushing his religious bullshit. And that that was basically required in order for me to get any type of help. That is yet another reason why I have disdain for Christianity. Because they say they want to help people, but they only want to help people if people buy into their horse shit. It makes, it gives a very bad taste in my mouth. But, I did stay at this church for a few days, and I had the thought of getting my taxes done, which... I did end up doing, and it got me to where I could get a room and so forth, and got me out of that situation, and to where I had a place to live. But that first night in that church was weird, because I, ha I haven't been scared of the dark since I was a little kid, but that night after having gone through the two, I guess it would be near-death experiences, I don't know what to call it, overdoses, so forth, I was petrified of darkness. And it was weird for me, to say the least, to be sleeping in a church. It was in a room that was almost like a classroom type of thing. 
I remember there were videos and so forth that I could watch, and I probably did watch some. And there was... I had asked the guy about being able to smoke, and he had told me, yeah, basically just don't lock the door. That I could go outside and smoke whenever I wanted. There was one point before I fell asleep that night of... I thought I saw someone walking in the hall. I don't know. There was nobody physically in that building but me. But I could have sworn out in the hall somebody was walking. It was really weird. But within a few days, I had enough money to be able to get a room. And basically, I was back. I I had a place and so forth. And the thing is, I still had army drills that I had to go to. So, I ended up, when I went to my unit, I found out, this is another bit of irony, when I went back to my unit that next month, we had a mandatory class that we had to go to on suicide prevention. I told sergeants in my unit what I had done, and the irony of... Basically, having to sit through a class on suicide prevention and so forth right after having tried to kill myself. There was a sergeant in my unit that had essentially called bullshit on the claim that was in the army of you could say things and it wouldn't be held against you. That He was like, you're living proof that that's bullshit. And I was like, yeah, I know. But I told them... On the first day that of drill, which would have been a Saturday, what I had done. And then we were released that night to that we could choose to go home if we wanted. And I did. And when I went back the next day, two of the sergeants that were in my unit had come up to me and they had told me, you know how close we were? to going to your house last night because the idea they were concerned that I was going to try again and I had said no I don't have any desire to die the thing is the army was concerned they had asked if I still had sleeping pills and I had said yes I actually ironically I need sleeping pills in order to sleep and this is to this very to this day If I do not take a sleeping pill, I will not sleep. I don't, I don't understand it. But I've had it already where I didn't take a sleeping pill and I've been awake for over 24 hours. I've never tried pushing myself the not taking a sleeping pill and being up for days. No, I'd rather just basically take one sleeping pill and go to sleep and so forth, rather than being up for days. I don't have, like my ex-girlfriend, She when she would take a sleeping pill, the next day she would be foggy or whatnot. I'm not. I can take a sleeping pill and end up going to sleep, and then I wake up perfectly fine. It's, I don't have any side effects of feeling groggy or whatnot from taking it. 
but it is now every day I have to take at least one sleeping pill. When I was doing retail, there were times one wouldn't do it, and I would try taking a second, and there was one point I had taken three, and my ex had said, essentially, that if you don't sleep, there's no way you can work, and there were times I had to call off, but there were also a few times I went in with only a few hours of sleep. Overall, the near-death experiences were attributed, and I do feel what I experienced was more than likely the direct result of the Howdall. The effects of the Howdall on me are what caused me to feel what uh, an experience what I did. But I'm still very skeptical of the idea of an afterlife, but it does seem that it's at least plausible that the state of mind that a person is in when they die could directly, if there is an afterlife, that the mental state you have when you die could directly relate to what you're going to experience. I don't know for certain, but that seems to be the most logical conclusion. And if that would be the case, I would say make sure you're not in a hostile frame of mind. Which can be difficult if it's a sudden type of death, but if you have any type of control over it. It's also, I try living my life without chaos, without strife. I don't feel that there is any reason to believe in an afterlife. I do feel that fantasies of an afterlife cheapen life, but that's another subject. Feel free to leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section. Later, people.